Hello, and welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is our first episode, and we're excited to have you with us. Uh, today, we're going to explain a little bit about what this podcast is about uh, and, and why we're doing it, and introduce ourselves. So, uh, I'm one of the co-hosts. My name is Kerry Mulestein, and uh, the other co-host is uh, Lamar Newmeyer, who's joining me here. And Lamar, I'll let you uh, introduce yourself. Hey, great to see you. Um, my name's Lamar, uh, and Kerry, uh, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, with oh. a long span in between uh, where we didn't talk, which is kind of funny. We were originally board clerks at BYU way back, and then uh, in my senior year, I was in your class. Uh, yeah, that I, was the first class I ever taught, oh, you no, poor soul. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, that was, yeah, fall of 94, first class I ever taught. I was in my first semester in, in grad school. And uh, like you said, at the time, we were, we were clerks together, and uh, you had no idea that you were all the biggest guinea pigs in the world. But uh, I, I, I didn't did advertise that and taught before. Yeah, I didn't advertise that. I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew that you were just in your graduate program. I knew that was that part was true. But I, I didn't know that you were just teaching. But anyway, I liked your class very much, and I had a chance to... Uh, write a really fun paper in your class where I got to talk to uh, Hugh Nibley. And um, anyway, that was a really fun uh, class experience for me. And then, of course, we, you know, go different ways, graduate, go different ways. And and uh, one day I'm um, talking to my brother about um, some things. He's like, oh, hey, there's this really great video I just saw on the Book of Abraham um, and you should get it. And, and, and there you were on YouTube. And I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> so um, I was like, I, and and then, I think every now and then we'd bumped into each other. You always have such great scripture questions and, and, uh, we've had just tons of uh, yeah. gospel discussions. Uh, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been glad that it kind of rekindled a little bit when you reached out to me back then. Yeah, so. that was, well, that's been yeah quite a few years now, but anyway, I was glad yeah. to keep, and then here I come to find out you have gone on to, uh, get a doctor in Egyptology. And I was like, Oh, this is the guy I got to talk to. This is, I got to keep in contact <laughs> with this guy. So, I'm super excited about this program and about the chance to ask you some questions on air and maybe explore some different um, uh, different scripture questions and then where they come from, not just some book somewhere that happened someplace somewhere. These things happened to somebody someplace at some time and they're real people. And I'm, I'm yeah. excited to get into that. So and I, to me, that's that's the purpose of this program. Uh, there's a real power in the scriptures. And I think sometimes we don't access that power the way that we should. And so I think both Lamar and I really want to help people uh, feel the power of the scriptures. And, and that happens when they're real. You know, I, 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 I've been teaching well, since 1994. And um, yeah. the, uh, the questions people ask change uh, from year to year, but the answer is always the same. And, and the answers are in the scriptures if we'll just turn to them. In fact, I've, I've had the youth of my word promise me this last summer. I made them promise me that when, for the rest of their life, uh, if they had a time where they were struggling with something, where something was tough, that before they, they or even as they did anything else, I, I'd love it to be the first thing, but also the continuing thing that they immerse themselves in the Book of Mormon first, but then in the scriptures in general, while they do whatever other searching they want to do, whatever else they want to look for, uh, whether that be help from a counselor or looking online for answers to historical questions or whatever it is, turn first and always to the scriptures, and that will help you find power in everything else. Well, that's great advice. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. And, and I think that uh, the scriptures uh, have a greater power to yield to us when we recognize, like you said, Lamar, how real they are, that this isn't just a fictional character, right? Joseph of Egypt was a real guy. Yeah. 
uh, or Joseph Smith was a real guy and they had emotional things like we do, physical things like we do. They were in real places. And when they become real, at least for me, um, the, they become more applicable. I can apply them since I'm a real person and they're a real person, then, uh, I can apply them to myself better. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, and I, I'm just, I love history in general, just to be able to connect the people and the places. And as I've had a chance to travel to uh, to Europe and, and to Israel, um, to be able to go, oh, this is where this happened and this happened here. And these are real people in real circumstances. And there's water there. And it, this is not just a, a story. This, these things happen. And these people were real people. And I can be connected to those. And it's not so far distant. I'm not, I'm not that far disconnected from these people. Yeah, I, I agree. One of the things I love to do, like when I teach Egyptian history, is I, I, there's this poem written by a school uh, a schoolboy who's in Memphis, but he's from Thebes, so, you know, quite a ways away. And it's just a poem about how he's having a hard time concentrating and his mind keeps wandering to the people he knew at home and he can't stick on the task and he's having a hard time doing his homework. And my, my students read and they're like, huh, this guy. 3,000 years ago is going through the same stuff I'm going yeah. through, right? They're, they're, we, we haven't changed. You know, he may uh, cook in a different way than we do, but uh, he, he, we haven't changed as humans all that much. Uh, you know, that's a great point. Um, people talk to me all the time, and I hear these things about, let's say, the Constitution. Oh, well, these were 200-year-old uh, old men. And I was like, first of all, they weren't all that old uh, when you look at it, just because they had these powdery wigs. And second of all, that's how much different is human nature now from John Locke or any of these other philosophers? How much has human nature changed? We have the same yeah. passions and greed and, and selfishness and, and love and all those things that happen. They still happen. They, just because we can split the atom when we have an iPod doesn't or an iPhone, whatever, doesn't mean that we don't have the same things that we always have had, that have always existed through history. And that's what I find interesting about history and the scriptures in general is that we, we, these are relatable no matter what time area you're in. And the principles especially are the same, you know, uh, fairness and, and equality and, and those kind of things are all, all good things. Uh, I love that. So that's what we're hoping we can do is is look at uh, different situations in the scriptures and and bring them to life. So uh, I think the format of the podcast, and and we'll admit we're kind of making this up as we we're going along. Um, but there will be times where uh, Lamar and I are are visiting together. In a minute, I'll, I'll talk about wh- why. Uh, I'm happy to work with Lamar, but uh, there'll be times where uh, either he or I will uh, interview uh, someone else, uh, often people who've had uh, historical or or some kind of educational training in the scriptures, but not always. We want to just kind of give everyone who's had the chance uh, to have an experience where the scriptures really came alive for them to express that. Uh, And we're not uh, looking necessarily to follow, come follow me or any specific order. We'll try and arrange them uh, as we figure out, uh, and maybe Lamar already knows I'm a neophyte, but uh, how to post these things in a certain order. Uh, We'll try and put them in in an order that matches somewhat with the, the scriptural order. And that will make it so that if someone wants to look at a story that happened in Matthew or Genesis. Are giving a sacrament meeting talk, and you want to talk about uh, uh, the Savior at Capernaum because I know that's what you all want to talk about in your sacrament meeting talk. So then, then maybe you could uh, look and find if we have a podcast on that, and that might be helpful. 
Now, as exciting and wonderful as the scriptures are, it turns out that uh, sometimes when I just get uh, talking to myself, and I think we'll do a couple of episodes where it's maybe just uh, me talking or just Lamar talking or something like that, but uh, we're just going to kind of do what seems to work as as uh, we go along. We don't have, uh, we're not tied to a specific release date or a specific format. We're just... <laughs> So we, we're trying to figure out what, uh, well, not figure we will take each thing that we talk about and just see what works best for that topic or, or for each person. And so there's no set format. But what I know is that I can get kind of boring from time to time. One of the things I've already, uh, or maybe all the time, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm being generous if I say from time to time. But one, one of the things I always loved about Lamar is that he's just darn fun and darn funny. Um, and uh, I remember when we first met, you were just, uh, trying to make a go of it as a comedian, um, and uh, and and that's something you you keep doing, right? I, I'm still doing comedy. Yeah, we, that was uh, I started comedy in '93 uh, at the very end of my my uh, college career there at uh, BYU. Yeah, and I think we and met around '93. I think it was right yeah, around then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. It was the beginning of '93 when I walked into a comedy club and did some time, and they said, "Hey, we like that. Come back." And I've been doing comedy and acting. Ever since then, uh, and uh, so I, I still do it. I still do stand up. I still do improv with a group here in town, and and uh, and I I do some films and commercials from time to time as well. All right. So, and you say in town? Where's town? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. All right. That's where I'm at right now. So, uh, so we we could say that's hot as uh, as hell, I guess maybe. And so maybe that's when you said you were you did some time. I I thought maybe you're talking about prison, but now I realize you're talking about being in hell. But uh, no, Phoenix is a fantastic place. Uh, well, right really fantastic. now it's great though. Right now, yeah. this is where we're into the good time. So now it's uh, 80s in the daytime, um, yeah. 80s, mid 80s, and uh, in the morning it's you know 60 degrees. I'm running. In the morning at, at 52 degrees, 54 yeah, degrees. Yes, yeah, I so. went for a run this morning. It was uh, 38, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. It's great now. This well, is good. a good time um, to be here. So now, that's, uh, that's your night job, though, right? You also have a, a day job or two. I, I do. I have a couple. I, uh, I own a logistics company. We move freight around the world. We move containers or truckloads or warehousing, all that kind of stuff. So, this big ethereal supply chain you keep hearing about, I'm in the supply chain. So, if you want to know why there's shortage of this and that, I can tell you where the bottlenecks are, where the problems are. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing. Also, I'm a property investor as well. So I, I buy and sell houses and, and land and uh, commercial development. So got a lot of things oh, going on. Fun, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, really I've been grateful and amazed and impressed that you'd make time for uh, this. Uh, the last thing you needed was one more thing on your plate, but I think we're both passionate enough about it because I, I didn't need another thing on my plate either. But right, uh, all things considered, this is what I'd rather do. If I could, right. if I could not worry about money and and supply chains and things moving around and family, I'd rather do this than anything else. Is talk to people, have great conversations. And and read and and write books. That's what this is what I'd like to do the most, and and make people laugh, uh, yeah. which is better in front of a live audience. But yeah, you know. yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I I'll be your live audience, uh, but um, so <laughs> very good. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. That's that's I finally uh, I've been thinking about doing this program for more than a decade, and always saying I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And at some point, you just have to say, you know, let's put important things first. And and I wasn't doing uh, unimportant things, but I just right. feel like it's time. The the need oh, is here, yeah. and the time is here. I see your Facebook, and you're out digging in Egypt, and you're going here, and you're in Israel, and and 
yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on too. And then I'm just glad you said, let's just get it going. Let's do it. I know we're going to have glitches along the way. Uh, maybe we're not polished yet. Who cares? Yeah. Let's talk. Maybe about not stuff. ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, that's the charm. That's the charm of this little show. Good. Let's call it that. We're going to decide that is that we have charm. Uh, by being unpolished. Okay, that's that's a good that's a good way to call. It. That's you're, you're you should be a, a spin guy for a politician. But anyway, um, we've I got thought about that. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Add one more that's, thing to my list. Yeah, your next career. Um, so well, maybe I could uh, tell a little bit about my background as well. Then, um, uh, so I did my uh, studied here at BYU, uh, where Lamar and I met, um, and uh, got my bachelor's in psychology actually, but with a, a Hebrew minor. And then I started a master's program the same time I started teaching that class um, in biblical Hebrew and ancient Near Eastern studies and history. Um, and so I taught at BYU for the, the full three years I did that. Uh, and then I went to California, uh, taught early morning seminary and institute while I got a, a PhD in Egyptology. Um, I taught at UCLA, Cal Poly Pomona, places like that. And then, uh, and then I got a job at BYU-Hawaii uh, and uh, in a joint position, history and religion. And then I came back here to BYU in Provo, where I, I teach religion and ancient Near Eastern studies. Um, I direct uh, an excavation in Egypt. Uh, I, uh, uh, the, uh, in winter of 94, so the la- my last semester as undergrad, I was at the Jerusalem center. That's where I met my wife. Actually. Um, she didn't like me there, but I eventually tricked her into, uh, marrying me and, and I hope liking me. Um, and, um, uh, uh, 20, uh, almost 27 years now it's tw- 26 and a half years. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> hope so. Uh, I, 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 I've used this line in some fire signs where I say, well, I like to think that my wife loves me differently than she loves others. And she she came to me once and she said, y- you know, I do. You don't have to keep saying that. I'm like, oh, you don't get it. That, that, it's the line. It's Of course, I know that. But that's not that's, that's bit, not the man. point You're here. It's the effect bit. the line has. But anyway, that's right. That's right. So anyway, um, so, uh, uh, so we I spent time in Jerusalem then, but I've also gone back twice to teach at the Jerusalem Center, and I've gone back for research any number of times. I've been a, a fellow at the Albright Institute there. It's an archaeological institute. I spent a lot of time in Jerusalem and in Israel and in Jordan, and uh, those are some of the places where uh, the scriptures have uh, helped. You know, they've come alive for me. I take tours there still now. Well, not right now because of the pandemic, but normally. Um, and uh, uh, those are some of the things that have, I, I was passionate before then, but those things have helped me become more passionate about uh, helping people uh, feel how the scriptures come alive. And, and that's why I take tours. That's why I go as a teacher. In fact, in theory, I was uh, going to be a, a teaching at the Jerusalem Center again right now. But again, the pandemic has bumped everything back and it'll be a number of years for me now. But um, I love seeing the scriptures come to life for other people. it I don't think there's anything that makes me uh, more excited uh, than seeing that. And that includes for my family. I love seeing it for my family, but for anyone. Yeah, so that's, that's why we're great. here. Uh, so Lamar, maybe you have a, a time or two you can think of when the uh, scriptures may be informative years or not, whatever, but, uh, sometimes when maybe the scriptures came alive, we, we can maybe start, uh, well, I'm sure we'll share more throughout various podcasts, but maybe in this first podcast, we can just give a, a couple of quick examples. Yeah. You know, of course I went through a seminary and, uh, and it seems more, 
I knew it was the right thing to do, but it seemed more obligatory than than everything else. But when I got on a mission and I started reading about some of these things, and especially in the Book of Mormon, I started thinking, this is really making sense. And I remember several parts in the Doctrine and Covenants where I'm like, this is happening. I, I can see this happening right now, especially in Doctrine and Covenants section, section 121 um, is a leadership one. And that's one where I'm like, this applies. Uh, you could say this to congressmen or or foremen or whatever that as i memorized sections of scripture uh throughout my mission they really started to make a lot of sense to me and i thought that these things are real principles these aren't just um hard to read weirdly worded old english things these are people that said it they might say it differently than we do now but these are real things this is a real thing like i said especially dr Covenant section 121 um really made a big difference oh and one of the things that I, one of my favorite scriptures in, is in um, Alma 48 when it's talking about Captain Moroni. And it talked about the, the characteristics that he had that made him a good leader and what it was, you know, what he was like and, and uh, how if everybody had been like him, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever and the devil would have no power over the heart of man. And I thought, there's the key. If you want to be above all this, these problems, let's be like that so that's something that i kind of adopted um like well let's in incorporate those things and you won't have problems i'm not quite there yet uh, but you know we're working at it <laughs> well i don't know many people who are quite at the captain moroni level but uh but hopefully we make the powers of hell shake just a teeny <laughs> little bit as we as we do all of this uh the problem is that then it might come back after you but anyway oh, um yeah I didn't mean to, 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 I saw the look of terror on Lamar's face. To, no, I'm just joking. Anyway, uh, um, so I'm, I'm similar. And, and a lot of my stories, uh, I hope uh, not uh, all of them as we go through these various episodes, um, but a lot of them are, are, are tied to places. Uh, like I'm someone who, uh, I'm a bit of a visual uh, learner. And uh, when I see a place and understand a place, it really speaks to me. Um, I'm sure I had times like I, I always knew the the scriptures were true, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm sure I had times before the, the incidents I'll relate here. But I can remember the first time that scriptures became really, really real to me was a time when uh, I was 11, and my dad had uh, for work he had to go. Uh, we lived in in Utah, but he had to go spend uh, about two months uh, in New York in the summer. And uh, so he got this beat up old motorhome uh, that he borrowed from his his dad, and uh, we all went back there, uh, and and uh, stayed in New York for uh, it was about six weeks that we were uh, there, I think. Um, and uh, on the way, or when we first got there, one of the first things we did was we went to the Sacred Grove, and uh, I, I I knew the stories of the Sacred Grove by the time I was eleven, but I can remember sitting there. And, and they gave us all some time to just be alone. My parents did. And I can remember sitting there and uh, looking over to where Joseph Smith must have lived and realizing I was 11. He was 14. Uh, my, my older brother was 13. I could, uh, oh, I could picture a 14-year-old boy uh, praying, and I could see my older brother praying, and uh, which I was glad he did. I didn't know. you know. I'm just joking. But anyway, um, he... Uh, and, and suddenly I could really picture Joseph Smith there, and I had the strongest feeling come to me that this really happened with a, a boy that wasn't that different than me. Um, and uh, it 
it, it changed me. I, it's the first time that I, I didn't think of the scriptures as just stories, but about real people. And Joseph Smith became real to me. Um, and, and just after that, we went to the Whitney store in Ohio. And I remember the missionaries, uh, I was there just a couple of weeks ago, but I can still remember when I was first there and the uh, missionaries talking about a time when the Savior had been there. And I thought, wow, the Savior yeah. was here on this wood where, that I'm on now. And suddenly the, the Spirit just told me the Savior is real. And I'd never doubted that, but I'm not sure that I knew it before. And, uh, and to know that Jesus Christ was a real person who really appeared to people that weren't that different than me, uh, it, it changed me. And it changed the way I approached scriptures and read the little stories. And, you know, there, I, I don't know if I knew that there were headings in the Doctrine and Covenants before that. Uh, yeah, but suddenly I was interested in those yeah. things. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And it took kind of being in a place where like, oh, that happened here. I'd, I'd heard about yeah. that. I didn't know. I'd, I'd never even thought to ask where did that happen. So those are some times when the scriptures uh, have become real for me. And it's not always with the place. I can remember uh, uh, probably the other time that uh, was most powerful for me when I was younger. I was in a seminary class. And for whatever reason, my, my the teachers in the seminary decided uh, as we got to kind of the martyrdom of Joseph Smith, um, they they held a funeral for Joseph Smith. And I came into class one day and there was a casket up front and uh, we were uh, all arranged like we were at a funeral parlor and different people had uh, parts assigned to them to speak about. And they'd actually found people who had shared memories of Joseph Smith. And these, these guys were acting out uh, as if they were the person sharing memories of Joseph Smith. And uh, the spirit hit me so powerfully that uh, how painful it would have been for everyone who knew the prophet to have him die and yet how they had a testimony not just of him as a prophet but of the work and so they carried on um and uh i I, again i don't think i'd ever considered the people involved uh until that moment but wow it hit me and uh I, i just it felt like I was being given the same faith that they had been given that enabled them to carry on. Oh, yeah. And yeah, well, and that meant something to me. You know, when you're younger and some of these things stay with you for, for a long time through life, you think of like, let's say the apostles that were with Jesus. You think of those being like old guys. They yeah. weren't. They were probably, you know, 20s, 30s maybe, some of them. And so these aren't old guys. Yeah. And so now I'm way, way older than they would have been. And you're like, uh, you know, these were real yeah. people and they weren't just crusty visages, you know, wandering about doing incorporeal thing, incorporating that word, uh, things. They were real people. And, and when those yeah. when you start to yeah. connect with that and go, oh, this happened. And you mentioned Capernaum, which I was in Israel last year. And that was one of my favorite places to go is to see the ruins of what that city would have been where Simon Peter would have been. And just go, oh, there's the there's the Sea yeah. of Galilee, which is a lake. It's not a sea. But anyway, there's a lake. It's a big lake. But they would have been right there. They would have yeah. been fishing right there. And I can almost see these boats and them throwing nets. And so now when I when I read those things, it's not just, you know, you see the picture and there's this picture and they hold the piece. No, that's a place. And these are people. And these they were they were younger men. And they were doing these things. And Joseph Smith was a younger man doing these things, you know, and. So now I, I, I really connect with those 
with those stories a lot more. I'm, I'm like you, I'm visual as well. And I like to go to where these things happen. And even though it may not look the same or be exactly the same, again, it connects the history to me. And I'm like, I want to be there. So maybe I'd love to go on some trips with you and we need to get together. Uh, maybe we'll take the podcast on the road and trips with you. And we need to get together. Uh, maybe we'll take the podcast on the road and, ah. and do some live shots out there. That'd be great to go even here in the, the church history site. Would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. That's why I was in Kirtland recently. I, I did do a, a little church history tour uh, with an emphasis of Joseph Smith as a translator, and it was a lot of fun. So we should think about that. That was for a, a little yeah, group yeah. to kind of raise money for them. So maybe we need to do something for uh, SAR. The, the scriptures are real. Anyway, that's, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Very good. Sounds good. Well, let's do it. I'm, I'm packing my bag. Yeah, right oh, oh, good. <laughs> good. Keep packing. <laughs> Just keep packing. Uh, no, anyway. <laughs> well, good. So we, we look forward to spending uh, lots and lots of episodes with you in all sorts of ways, talking about uh, uh, scriptural stories and times when the scriptures meant something to us uh, and to others that we'll talk with. Um, and uh, we believe that a tremendous amount of good can come from understanding the scriptures better and recognizing how real they are. So, Agreed. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm ready to get started. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, I, I'm sure that there are all sorts of things you're supposed to like and subscribe to and a uh, hundred other things like that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know uh, exactly what they are yet, but uh, we'll have it figured out by the time we actually post this. So I think there's always some place where we can write those things for look for something that actually makes sense in the writing, we hope. So in the description down below yeah yeah that's what i it's always below yeah, yeah that's right that's what i always hear them say yeah description below, below. Yeah. so look down there for things that we might have missed <laughs> or subscribe buttons and bells to ring and yeah such. yeah and sharing opportunities <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. And share so, that anyway and, and like yeah so yeah likes yeah yeah all, all that stuff so whatever that stuff is do that stuff so <laughs> yeah do all that stuff that you normally do for other people that you want to do for us yeah. so that we can get this message out yeah thank you 